the Fill the Funnel podcast with Jeff Swan and Tom Slocum. We're here to help you crush your targets with tactical tips and insights you can act on today. Don't have a fancy tech stack, a big budget, or even a huge team to lean on? Well, it's time to get that solved today with FTF Fridays. Hi, everyone. Uh, For today's episode of Fill the Funnel, uh, we're going to be covering what it feels like to be in your prospect's shoes. What does it feel like to get that cold call, get that email, and what you can and how you can use that in order to make your prospecting efforts better. So with that said, uh, Tom, you, you're a uh, sales leader. You get prospected all the time. What does it feel like to be a prospect? Oh, man, uh, it's a good time, right? Um, you know, sometimes you see these crazy messages come through. And, you know, unfortunately, we're a lot harder on people because we're in those roles. Um, so when I get prospected, right, I'm always a little bit harder on the message. Um, even though had I never been in this world, I probably would have taken that meeting. But because I'm now in that world, it's yeah. it's like when you're, you know, if you've ever been a server before at a restaurant, right? And then you go and go to a restaurant after the fact, you always critique the server. You're talking to your significant other like, oh, well, I would have never done that. Look at this guy taking 20 minutes to get my water, right? Um, so you're a little bit harder on them. So for me, you know, uh, being prospected all the time, yeah. it's yeah. It's exhausting, um, you know, and but it's also fun because I get to just see so many things that are evolving in the world. And, and you know, it also gives me fuel for my team, because if I do see that good email that did get my attention, you know, I spend it over to my team and allow them to build off of it, find something that could have worked in there or, or highlight why this person, you know, why this email worked for me um, so they can build off of that. Um but for me, it's just, you know, I'm just a lot stricter. Yeah. I'm, I'm a lot more you know, harder to get a hold of just because I have a little bit higher bar set when I get prospected than what most others might, yeah. might do. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's it's funny you say that because um, I, I have to admit, like a casualty of my job as a, a sales sequence optimizer is uh, to um, is is I'm hypercritical of people's sequences. So their messaging, their approach, you know, I'm counting the steps. Okay, it took him three days to to wait between messages and all that. And I'm just I'm thinking like a scientist as opposed to an actual prospect. So it's been a long time since I've actually just been a prospect and just let it go, right? But um, I, we had a really cool conversation at Beyond Quota uh, this week, um, and I don't know if you're familiar with Taylor mm-hmm. Jones. She's uh, she works at Sales Salesforce, but she um, Scott Barker, the moderator, asked us a question of like, tell us about a time that you had a great prospecting, uh, get, like, great, a great prospect uh, out, outbound sales to you. And um, Taylor told a really good story about a, a gentleman who approached her in such a way that made her feel like she was part of a study and she was part of like this crazy environment where um, she didn't feel she didn't even know she was being sold to until like the third, fourth touch. And she I think she already had, even had a phone call with this guy. Um, I can't yeah. remember. Just watch the replay if you can. But um, what was really cool about it was that all of us in we were all like RevOps, uh, top of funnel, prospecting sales leaders. And to, to hear each of the five of us describe how it feels for us to be prospected. And when we were like so excited to get that, that and and each one of us, all five of us all agreed that when we got that amazing prospecting effort, we rewarded it. We gave them the call. We gave them the meeting. We, we were like, high five, buddy. You know, 
like um and uh we were so excited about it that uh we just had to let it go and these are people that are hypercritical right but um the bottom line for me is that when i was describing my side of the story or my story um it's really interesting when when somebody is really like exceptional at prospecting Mm -hmm. It, you have a great time. You learn something. You're growing. You you feel like you're doing your something in your day better, and it's just so much. Absolutely. It's such a rewarding experience. Um, you know, I just take people. You know, being prospected um, or feeling what it's like on the other end is just a huge asset in somebody who's trying to fill their funnel. If you can story tell and put yourself in the shoes of what it's like to be your own prospect, or look back in the history of the things you've purchased, even outside of the sales world, right? You went and bought a car, you bought a TV, you buy stuff all the time from people. Remember those, yeah. right? Like what is it that you're winning, yeah. right? Um, or, or what's winning your attention, right? What's winning you to convert and make that deal and then replicate that and find what that was uh, when you're out there prospecting to people. Everybody's different. Everybody wants to be prospected different. Some expect you to be blowing up their email every five minutes because that's what they would do if they were being prospected. Others are like, mm, I don't want to be pushy. But what I think yeah. a lot of people do more than anything is, you know, what your prospect really wants is not what you think. Right. And so you've got to get over that and, and stop allowing your own yeah. thinking from holding you back when you're prospecting. Um, you need to focus on them, not you. Right. Don't wait for nobody's going to come. And don't wait for them to come begging for your services. You yep. need to help them, show them the next steps. You need to do it now, right? Like, don't let yep. those things be a roadblock to you or worry about, you know, do you, do what you need to do to prospect and, and put yourself in their shoes and, and make sure that your content has value and that what you're putting out there is something you would respond to. Listen, why are you writing an email or putting together something that as you're sitting there yep. doing it, you're thinking this, I want to get this, right? I don't know how many times I've emailed myself my email first, right? Not for the mobile friendliness or anything like that, but just to an hour later, keep it in my inbox. And before I go to bed, I reread it again. Like I'm a brand new person and I refresh my email right? and I look at it and I'm like, mm, yeah, I don't like that. Or, oh man, that got my attention. I love that. You know? Um, so, you know, that's what you got to do is you got to feel what's working yeah. um, and, and not hold yourself back from what you think your prospect wants because you don't, you know, they have different expectations than what you have. Yeah, well, I love what you said about think about a time where um, you've bought something because I remember way, way back, I'm talking, I was in university, I think. So, you know, light years ago, (laughs) Um, I think there were dinosaurs around still. But anyways, um, I was at a mall at Christmas time and they had these little kiosks, you know, those little kiosks in the mall where they have like these uh, cool cool gift ideas or whatever else. Um, I remember this, this one kiosk, there was a guy who had... Uh, a helicopter, like these kind of little cool helicopters. And I had, I didn't want this. I didn't need it. I didn't even have extra money, but the guy was so good at selling me that I wanted to buy from him just to say like, hi, five buddy. I love what you're doing. Um, and I ended up even buying two helicopters. I bought one for myself and one for my friend because I was like, I just, I just wanted to reward him. But the the key thing that actually mm-hmm. made me so excited about it is because um, if you think of that scene in Wolf yeah. of Wall Street where he says, "Sell me this pen," and then you know he talks about like 
here's a contract. You got to sign it. I'll give you, I'll sell you this or whatever. You know, like he, he, this guy created a need for something that I didn't want. I didn't know about, I didn't care about, but he created a need for me and he created this and made me think and me, and he uh, uh, encouraged me to talk about why, um, I needed this as a present, why it would make a good present. And then as I'm convincing myself and I'm talking in my own words, why I should buy this as a present for my brother or whatever, or friend, I can't remember. Um, Then all of a sudden he convinced me, okay, well, why wouldn't you buy it for yourself then? And then I bought two. There you go. He put you in the shoes of what it would be like. And you were like, well, I mean, I would do this. And so then you were like, well, I need to buy this for him too. Exactly. Exactly. And, and people are thinking, listening to this thinking, well, that, what does that have to do with cold calling or cold emails or whatever? Well, I was walking down the mall talking to my ex, my girlfriend and this guy stopped me. He stopped me out of nowhere, captured my attention and then brought me in. So it's not too dissimilar from you sitting in your office, you know, calling or your home no, office and, exactly and making that, those calls, right? you know, you need to tell a story. You need to, you know, Allow the prospect, listen, we talked about it, I think, on a previous episode here, right, is you got to put them in the scenario, right? Like, you need to get them to envision themselves in the product, right? That's how you just realize as a prospect. Once he got you to visualize or say that thinking of, well, why would you get it for you, though? Oh, well, I would do this and this and this. And then it puts together why you would get it to a friend, right? Is they put yeah. you in the scenario. And so... When you're prospecting and you're reaching out to you know me, when I'm being prospected, right? Allow me to visualize what this could solve for me and and what that impact could be. Like tell that story of Tom. Listen, you're struggling in this you know area probably as a fellow sales leader. Have you thought about how you could resolve that or what it would look like if you had a tool to automate that for you? Right gets you thinking and then your value prop comes in right hey our right. tool really allows yeah. you to see yeah. yourself and, and dive into a ten thousand foot aerial view of what you're seeing and automate it for you blah 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 is this something on your radar or something you can envision putting in your tech stack anytime soon if so can we grab 15 20 minutes to chat a little bit more about it and, and find when that time would be most appropriate i'm going to respond to that because you've allowed me to envision what it could be like and it's all about relevancy. I, I just talked to this about, you know, with a buddy of mine about how do you prospect to people and tell that story. And the number one success that everybody shares on LinkedIn when their emails work or any of that is it's great. The aesthetics are beautiful, right? Write it up a great way, do all your things. But the reality is, is relevancy. That's the secret sauce. That is the secret sauce to all your scripting, your cadences, yep. your messaging. We all yep. say it, it's about timing. That, right? It's just timing, pure luck sometimes. No, it's relevancy. That's what's happened. Timing means relevancy. Yeah. And so when you're relevant, yeah. You're, that, timing is then it right? like, already. That's the key to success in, and, and getting the attention of a prospect is being relevant. Just be relevant, dude. Don't email me about some stuff that means nothing for me. Right. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, have you done any research or am I, that clearly shows me I'm just on a mail yeah. list based on my revenue size of my company, my role, all this other crap, right. That means nothing. But were you able to do your research and your yeah. personalization with me? 
then you know that this is relevant to me right now because you paid attention to my social profiles, what I've been talking about lately, where my head has been going, what my struggles have been with my network of friends. And then you're coming in with that strong email that says, hey, you know, like a couple of people put out in their framework, right? And a couple of thought leaders talk about is, hey, I saw your post on LinkedIn about such and such. I agree with you, but I have something that can help you. That's relevancy because you know they're talking about it and you're capitalizing on that spare moment that you have to get their attention. And they're going to like it because you took your time to read it. You saw my comment. You're putting it back to me and you're being relevant with your offering. That's how you win the war on a prospect. And that's how it feels to be prospected is I feel half the time, 80 percent of the time that I'm being prospected. They have no idea what I'm focused on. They're just throwing shit at the walls, hoping I respond to the email. And that's all great. But none of it's relevant. So you want engagement in your cadence, you want reactions and and, and responses, then be relevant. So in that case, let's take the flip side. So why is it that prospects, people, humans, why are people so reticent to respond to a cold sales email or a cold call? It's because so many people spent their entire careers um, sending out batch and blast emails, uh, smiling and dialing, not even knowing who the prospect is that you're talking to before calling them, not planning out what you're doing. And so what they get is this same old tired message that they've seen on a, you know, on a LinkedIn post from some thought leader, do these three things and, and, and create your email in this way. And suddenly everybody out there is doing the exact same thing. So your inbox just looks like Blue the same, same, same. Quick question, quick question, blue quick circles, question, quick brother. question, quick question. Yeah, you know, everybody's using the blue circles. So what that means as a, as a prospect, it says, uh, it says that you don't care about me. You don't care about what I'm doing. You don't know what I'm doing. And how are you going to help me if you wouldn't even put in the two second effort it takes to literally look at my LinkedIn profile? Like I have people almost daily send me notes that saying how they can automate my outbound prospecting. They don't have any freaking clue, even though it says in my tagline, I'm a sales sequence optimizer. Okay. In my freaking tagline that you can see when you look at my name, it takes literally a split second to do this. All they need to do is look at that and go sales sequence. Oh, this guy might know something about outbound prospecting. He might know something about how to automate things when he's talking about sales sequences using outreach and sales loft and all those tools. Like it doesn't take a genius to do this. And anybody who's in sales should know this. You look at those words, sales sequence in somebody's tagline. You do not try to sell them on a, point, a nurture program or a, or a sequence. Okay. And, and what okay so for our no, listeners no, go ahead. members right what about how do you be relevant when you don't have access okay right everybody talks about using linkedin leveraging all this social stuff right but i know and you know people that don't live in that realm right you go to their profile and there's nothing on them okay there's not you can't see anything nope. they got a profile it says their vp of marketing or whatever their role is but they have no digital footprint what can what do you think is a way to capture somebody's attention practically, right? In one line, that may not, how do you be relevant when you can't find out what they're actually dealing with today? How do you engage that or how do you find that through a phone call or an email? Well, 
So, so here's a really quick tip for that anybody can do with whatever tools that you have. Um, if you're selling a solution that solves problems for a specific type of person, so like a specific persona or role or anything like that, you know tons of things about that person because of your interactions with them. You know questions they ask, you know answers they, they, that you've given them, you know all of these different things, right? So what you can do is actually create a one-line, uh, hyper-relevant sentence to, to challenges you know they're facing because you know that audience, when you walk through a conference, when you read trade publications, when you look at um, any type of thing out there, it doesn't matter. There's there's information on what these prospects care about in your realm, and you're able to actually do something that's relevant to them, whether they have social media or anything published at all, or they're just a hyper-closed book with a job title. You should be able to know at least something. Absolutely. Does that make sense? 100%, uh, man. I think it's great, right, is if you can't find that relevant or that personalization directly to them, you can to the role um, and understanding those challenges. And again, just get relevant thinking, have a one to two liner that gets them thinking and envisioning how they can solve this problem that most all of them in that role are, are currently trying to solve in the market and adapt your messaging that way. I love it. Absolutely. So um, just to, to, to kind of wrap up our thoughts around this is when you are going out there and you're prospecting and you're creating those emails, those cold call scripts or cold call formulas or plans, and you're planning your outreach, try to put yourself in the prospect's shoes. Try to think, what would I want to get? How does this feel when I'm getting this call? How does this feel when I'm reading this message? And put together a plan for captivating or, or maximizing um, that feeling and, and making sure that's a good feeling, that it's a productive feeling and that they actually want to do something. And with that said, um, if you do that, this is a tried and true process. Um, by thinking through the mind of your customer, you're going to be pro providing consistent value every single time, every, every call, every touch, and you're going to tell them things that that can help them progress in their day. Uh, and uh, it won't be all about that, as I said, smile and dial, batch and blast, uh, spray and pray approach to prospecting that you know your prospects absolutely don't Think like. As your sequence <laughs> and your outreach is a story to your prospect and so, you know, focus your mindset on what you can do for them, not what they can do for you. Exactly. Right on. That's it for today. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Fill the Funnel podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite platform, give us reviews and tell all your friends about us. Till next time, happy hunting.